Welcome to the Brain Over Binge podcast, where you learn a simple brain-based approach to ending binge eating. Today is the question and answer podcast for March, and there are two people's questions that I'm going to address today, but the second person also sent in two more great questions that I'm going to address in the next Q&A podcast. The four questions between this month's Q&A podcast and next month's will address several common issues. So even if I didn't choose your specific question, there were a lot of shared themes in the questions that were submitted to me, and I think that this episode and the next will cover the topics that many of you had questions about, and listening will hopefully give you some clarity or some insight about something you're personally wondering about or personally struggling with in your own journey to stop binge eating. As a reminder, these question and answer sessions are not to be taken as medical advice and should never replace the services from trained health professionals. And to submit a question to the podcast through that link in my newsletter that I'll tell you more about at the end of the show, you do have to agree that you understand this disclaimer. But I want to tell all of you listening, as I do at the end of every show, to please seek help if and when you need it. I'm here to support you and to give you some useful information and insights that you can use to end the binge eating habit, but it's always up to you to seek medical monitoring or nutritional advice or mental health care when it's necessary. In these Q&A episodes, I want to share what I've learned in my own recovery and also through the experiences of others who have read my books or gone through my course. These episodes will feel more conversational. I just want to talk to you in a way that I would do if you were on a group support call with me and you had a question about something that was coming up in your own recovery. And I just want to mention briefly while I'm talking about the support calls is that if you're someone who is looking for that direct support in recovery, you can now get discounted access to the after course support group, which is for people who have been through either the Brain Over Binge independent study course or the eight week group course, which is actually currently on hold. But you can get more information about this option for after course support by going to brainoverbinge.com coaching. And there's also a link in the show notes. The last thing I want to say before getting to the questions is that if you're new to the show today, I want to welcome you. And I also want to mention that if you're listening to these Q&A sessions and if something I say sounds confusing or maybe different from what you're used to hearing about binge eating, I recommend going back to the beginning of this podcast and listening to those early episodes where I explain the basics of the Brain Over Binge approach. And I think that will just give you some context as you're listening to the Q&A episodes. So now I'm going to move on to today's questions. The first question is from L, And L says, I just can't seem to dismiss the thoughts to binge. 50% of the time, it feels like I've already binged before I realize I've even had the thought. The rest of the time I say, it's just a thought, you don't have to act on it. But then I say, ah, oh, it's too hard. The voice will keep harassing me until I do it. It feels like the more I try to let the feeling and the thought pass, the louder it gets. It's exhausting. Elle, thank you for asking this question. This is a common question that I hear from people. You're definitely not alone here. First, I want to talk about the 50% of the time where you feel like you've already binged before you've had a thought about binging. And I guess what I want to say here is that urges are not just thoughts. Urges also include feelings and physical sensations. And I know you realize this because you also mentioned feelings, but sometimes we don't have this sort of mental voice in our heads telling us to binge. Sometimes it's just sort of a pull or an impulse. 
it's a feeling that, you know, you should be doing it. It's your brain compelling you to go toward the refrigerator, toward the pantry. So you're not just looking for the thoughts. You want to really get in touch with what is happening before the binge. And right now, I would suggest that you work on your awareness because something is happening between when you're not binging and when you're binging. And I'm not talking about like a stressor or something that happens in your life. I'm talking about what's going on inside your body and your brain that's making you feel compelled toward the food. So To develop that awareness, you need to sort of be a detective of your own behavior and try to keep your higher brain engaged through the process and just see if you can feel what's happening beforehand. Even if you don't hear those mental words in your head telling you to binge, see if you can notice certain sensations. It's going to feel kind of different to observe your behavior in this way because you're so used to kind of having that impulse, not really recognizing it and automatically going toward the food. But if you can develop more of an awareness, you can kind of see what's happening beforehand. And when you do, you can learn to allow yourself to have that impulse, to have that drive, but then not to follow through with it. And this might take some practice. In the beginning, you might not really notice until you're already eating, but that's even a point that you can stop. I know a lot of people think oh, it's impossible to stop once you're doing it, but it's, it's not. When you're actually binging, you can no longer say, oh, I didn't recognize that I was doing it. Once you're binging, you do recognize what you're doing. So at that point, you can see what's happening and step back from it. Yes, it might take some effort to pull back and to realize what you're doing and to take a different action. But the more you see that you absolutely can do it, the more your confidence is going to build. So I really think it's about awareness and it's about not really looking for these big thoughts and these, you know, words in your head that are telling you to go binge. It's about noticing these subtle sensations and noticing this drive that you have toward it and being able to sort of dismiss those feelings, to dismiss those physical sensations, to allow them to be there without fighting them but not following through to the action that you normally follow through and do. But if you do follow through on the action before realizing it, you still can stop at that point. At any point during a binge, if you can stop, is progress. And if you can stop earlier and earlier and catch yourself sooner and sooner, then you're not going to start the binge in the first place. Now I want to talk about the other 50% of the time that you think it will be too hard to dismiss the thoughts. Now, this is also common. So again, don't think you're alone in this. This is something that can be overcome. The thing that you have to remember, I think, is that the thought of it's too hard is also just a thought. And if you follow that thought kind of immediately, you never get the chance to actually see if that thought was true. A lot of times, this is just our lower brain's way of getting us to act now by telling us it'll be too hard not to act. You can't possibly not act. You have to do it now or it's going to be awful. That is one of the lower brain's mechanisms. Its job is to get you to act now. So it's going to paint a picture of how hard it will be not to act. It's going to paint a picture of how miserable you're going to be if you don't binge. But you know in your higher brain that binging makes you miserable. So the more you can see that this thought is all part of the urge, it's all part of that primal drive toward the binge, the easier it will be to kind of step back from it to realize that it's not your true voice. Your true voice is the voice that does not want the misery of the binge. Your true voice is willing to deal with 
a little discomfort during the urge in order to avoid that post-binge misery. It seems like right now you're really believing and attaching to this thought that says it's going to be too hard. You're just taking it as truth. And maybe you have some reason to do that. Maybe it has been difficult in the past, but stay open to the idea that it may not be as hard as you think it's going to be. It may be that this is your brain's way of getting you to act now. But if you can dismiss that thought, dismiss the it's too hard thought and learn to detach more from the urges, learn to experience them in a new way, and then you'll see that it's actually not as hard as your lower brain is telling you it's going to be. It's almost like you have to prove it to yourself or you have to experience it for yourself that it's not as bad as the lower brain says it's going to be. And then when you do have that experience, then the next time the lower brain says, oh, it's going to be too hard, then you kind of have that evidence on your side that you can do it and it's not going to be that bad. And whatever discomfort you may experience during an urge is much, much less than the discomfort you feel after a binge and just having this binge eating habit in your life. Remember, the goal is to dismiss any thought that encourages a binge. And a thought that says it will be too hard to dismiss the urge, that thought encourages a binge. So that's just another thought that needs to be dismissed. Try to stay detached from that thought as well. You can let that come and go, just like any other thought that encourages you to binge. Stay open to the idea that it's these thoughts telling you that you can't do it or that it's going to be too hard. It's these thoughts that are the problem and not your actual ability to binge or not binge. You have that ability inside yourself as long as you don't believe the thoughts saying that you can't. And like I said, once you don't act on those urges, once you don't act on those thoughts, then your confidence can grow more and more. The last thing I'll say about this is that if it just feels like this awful struggle, even if you can you know, not act on that thought, if you can try to dismiss the urge and it still feels just like a fight, you definitely can work on your detachment and your separation from the urges more. But I also like to remind people to truly look at whether or not you're hungry, because if you're in that survival state, if you're dieting, if you're calorie deprived, then you are going to have more trouble dismissing the urge. It's basically not possible. You need to be nourished. You need to eat adequately overall. So just really look at that because that piece can be so important to people. They think, oh, this is too hard. It's impossible. But it's because their body is in this depleted state where they're just not eating enough. So just take a look at that and be honest with yourself and figure out if you maybe need to add some more food to your normal daily intake. Elle, I hope that you found that helpful. I hope it can maybe lead to some of your own insights so that you can start to feel more confident when these urges arise and you can start to be aware of them in their earlier phases so you're not automatically following them before you get a chance to dismiss. Thank you again for submitting that question. The next question is from someone I'll call A. And A, this is your first question, but like I mentioned in the beginning of the show, I'm going to talk about your other two questions in the next episode, because all three of your questions are related to topics that I believe apply to many people. Here's A's first question. She says, I have had an incredible shift in mindset, and although I have binged a few times since reading your books, I am hopeful and I am starting to see some changes. A very brief background about me, I developed anorexia following a very strict diet to lose weight about 10 years ago, which then turned into binge eating, with dietary restriction and overexercise to compensate. I feel that I sometimes use binging as a form of self-punishment, when I'm ashamed, mad at myself, etc. And I know it will make me feel terrible and goes against all of my goals. 
I'm trying to be my own best friend, but I'm not having much success. It feels as though the feelings inside me are too strong and that I do not deserve to be happy. Do you have any advice about this? So the first thing I'd recommend you do is that you go back and listen to episode 15. This one was called Readiness for Recovery. And it talks about when you feel like you have some issue like an emotional problem or a situation in your life or in your case, it's this desire for self-punishment. If you feel like a problem like that is getting in the way of you dismissing the urges and eating adequately, that episode just kind of talks about that whole issue when you feel like something is holding you back from dismissing the urges. And the reason that this desire for self-punishment might get in the way of you dismissing urges has to do with your desire for recovery. Because to dismiss the urges, you have to fundamentally want to dismiss them. I mean, not in every moment, because in the moments of the urge, It's going to feel like you want to binge, and that's the moment you have to get through. But overall, you have to have this desire for recovery. So I think episode 15 will help you just take a look at that, because if you truly feel like this desire for self-punishment is getting in the way of dismissing urges, then it might be something that you need to address. And any time that self-punishment is brought up, I like I said in the beginning of the show, you know, this is not taking the place of mental health advice. It's not taking the place of medical advice. So if you're having that desire often, it's definitely something to seek help for. But I do want to give you some advice or just some thoughts that I hope will kind of help you through this. My guess is that you do have that overall desire for recovery because you're trying to get better. You're submitting a question to the podcast and you know, anyone who's doing that does want to get better. I don't think you need to overthink it. Like you do want to get better. So I think what's happening is just in the moments of the urge, your brain is kind of using what has worked in the past to get you to binge. And maybe what has worked in the past has been, you don't deserve to be happy. You need to do something that goes against your goals. It's like somewhere along the way in your past, these thoughts have led you to binge. So now they keep coming up. Now, whether or not they had any truth in the past, I think that right now they're probably automatic. They probably just keep coming up because they've come up in the past and they've gotten you to binge. So now your lower brain just keeps producing them. So, you know, having a thought that you should binge because you need to punish yourself doesn't have to be your truth. I think that you're probably discovering what your truth is and your truth is that you want to be binge free. You don't want this in your life. So, The goal in the Brain Over Binge approach is to dismiss all the thoughts that encourage a binge. And that includes thoughts of whatever you think the reason for your binge is, like all the logical reasons that your lower brain brings up or that kind of these automatic thoughts that have been conditioned from the past. I just think it's not all that helpful in the moments of the urge to try to analyze these things and try to figure out why you want to self-punish or why you think the binge is going to kind of fulfill some need or help you cope with something. I think that once you decide you want to quit, then any thought that rationalizes a binge needs to be dismissed. So just kind of keep in mind that it's a possibility that you can experience this thought and then still not binge. And when you don't, you're going to build confidence, you're going to feel better in your life. And that desire to self-punish, I think, will gradually go away because it could just be this automatic pattern that you're having. And you hear a thought saying you don't deserve to be happy, so you binge. And that's just your pattern right now. But somewhere inside you, I think that you do know that you deserve to be happy and you deserve to live a binge-free life. Another thing while I'm talking about happiness is 
I think it's important to realize that recovery doesn't necessarily equal happiness. I think that when I was binging and I thought of recovery, I thought of it as this wonderful state where I was just meeting all my goals and I was happy all the time. And, you know, maybe not all the time, but I really thought recovery equaled happiness, at least mostly. So when I had days that I was binge free and I still wasn't happy or I still was really stressed out or I didn't seem like I could ever meet my goals, it was kind of like, what's the point? I'm never going to be happy anyway, so I might as well binge. And I think that what was ultimately really important for me was to realize that recovery didn't mean happiness or not. It just meant I wouldn't binge. And that, of course, took away a big source of pain and shame for my life and gave me the opportunity to be happy. But not binging does not equal happiness. Not binging equals not binging. It was really important for me in my own recovery, and it may be important for you too to realize that in recovery, you're free to be happy, you're free to be unhappy. And if you're unhappy, you still don't have to binge. You can dislike yourself. You can be not your own best friend in certain moments and still not binge. You don't have to binge when you don't feel like your own best friend. You don't have to binge when you don't feel happy. And I hope that that helps you in some way. Just maybe think about trying to break that connection of thinking that recovery equals happiness, because I think that leaves a lot of people at risk for binging when things are not going well in their life. If you realize that, then when you hear that thought of you don't deserve to be happy, so you should binge, you can more easily recognize it as neurological junk. You won't attach to that thought as much or believe it as readily because you know that not binge eating is not a ticket to happiness. Maybe that sounds a little uninspiring, but I think that having that realistic outlook can help you defend yourself against many of the lower brain's reasons and excuses for binging. Because if you don't have that realistic outlook, then it can be easy to fall for these type of thoughts that say, because life is so hard and because you don't feel happy, then you should do something to make things worse, which binge eating does. But there is something inspiring in all of this, I think. And the inspiring thing is that when you do stop binging, it does make your life better. It does make your self-image better. It makes your self-confidence improve because you're not constantly feeling out of control. So your life will get better and you'll develop more of a desire to take care of yourself. Now, whether or not you become happier overall is a different story than recovery. But speaking from personal experience, I can tell you that no matter what happens in your life, you will never regret stopping the binge eating habit and therefore taking away this huge roadblock that prevents you from living your life in whatever way that you want to live it. That's all for today's questions. So thank you for joining me today. I want to remind everyone that there is a link in the show notes to get my free ebook, The Brain Over Binge Basics. And in that ebook, you work on the five components of dismissing urges to binge. And I talk some about dismissing urges today. So if that concept is kind of new to you, I recommend getting that free ebook so you can get started learning to experience your urges in a new way. And like I mentioned in the beginning of the show, you can also go to brainoverbinge.com slash coaching to learn more about getting more support in your recovery. If you'd like to submit a question to the podcast, I include a link in my monthly newsletter, which comes out on the first of every month. And to get that newsletter, all you have to do is get that free ebook. When you sign up to get that, the ebook will be automatically delivered to your inbox right away, but then you'll also get the newsletter every month after that. I really appreciate you being here today and staying committed to living free of binge eating. 
I always want to encourage you and remind you that you have the power to change your brain and live a binge-free life. The Brain Over Binge podcast is produced and recorded by Brain Over Binge Recovery Coaching, LLC. All work is copyrighted by Brain Over Binge Recovery Coaching, LLC, and all rights are reserved. As a disclaimer, the hosts of the Brain Over Binge podcast are not professional counselors or licensed healthcare providers, and this podcast is not a substitute for medical advice or any form of professional therapy. Eating disorders can have serious health consequences, and you are strongly advised to seek medical attention for matters relating to your health. Please get help when you need it, and good luck on your journey.